listening to Amanda Victoria. I am the owner, licensed esthetician, and creator of AV Aesthetics. It's an aesthetics business that I started back in February, and it has been going crazy, crazy good. Um, it's been a wild journey. So I started this podcast around the same time to document my journey as a solo esthetician. I ventured pretty much into all corners of this industry, and to go solo has been a lot more eye-opening than working for other people in the past eight years. So welcome to my podcast, and I'm so happy that you're here. And let's get started because we have a lot today. And I'm super excited because we have a special edition today. This is going to be a special podcast. Um, this is actually going to be a back-to-school survival guide for the esthetician. And actually, this idea came to me through an Instagram follower who messaged me saying that she really loved the podcast. And I kind of spoke with her. She said that she was going to school in November. And she gave me the idea of maybe doing a podcast on a cute little survival guide. And I thought, oh my gosh, why didn't I think about this? This is crazy. So I got on my Facebook and I went on to the Solo Esthetician Group, which is a huge Facebook group of all estheticians from across the nation. I think there's about, you know, 8,000 other estheticians in this group and we're a big community. Um, and I, I said, hey guys, listen, I need your help. I I'm doing this podcast and I want to know if there's anything that you guys wish you knew before going into school or wish you had known going through school. And I got some really great feedback that I want to share with you guys. But before we get started on that, I do want to let everyone know that per state, you're going to have different regulations. And what I mean by that is say, for instance, you have somebody who's in Colorado they're required to take 750 hours of training, of schooling. And say, for instance, you're in Florida, they're only required to do 260. Um, there are things in Florida that an esthetician cannot do that an esthetician can do in Colorado. So it varies state to state on what exactly you can do and what you cannot do. And that includes dermal cleaning, microneedling, um, how deep of an exfoliation you do, um, how we work in the dermis and the epidermis. Most all estheticians are not working dermis. That is too far. That's too deep. Um, so we're really just focusing on the epidermis, which is the top layer of the skin. Um, but there are some people who do work under physicians and they are estheticians that work in the medical field um, that are allowed to do certain things because of the fact that they're under a physician. So just wanted to let everyone know that depending on where you're going to school, make sure you're looking up what your regulations are and what you can do and what you cannot do before you go to school, just so you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. So let's get into the feedback that I got because some of this is really good. So this girl, Mallory from Los Angeles, California, she said buy supplies at Dollar Tree, 
99 cent stores, cheap, cheap, cheap. And I totally agree with her because here's the thing, your supplies and your tools that you use at school, you're going to lose them. You're going to break them. You're going to abuse them. (laughs) You're going to use the crap out of them. And to be honest, it's not worth getting the latest and greatest when you're still training because you're going to mess up a lot and you're going to be using these tools. And when I mean tools, I just mean in general, like your bowls, your brushes, your extraction tools, um, your all different sorts of stuff that we estheticians need in our kit. Um, Some schools provide tools, some schools do not. So if they do not, don't go and spend your money on the crazy expensive stuff. I'm telling you, just go get your stuff wherever it's cheapest. Because once you graduate, then you can start investing into yourself because you're already spending so much money going to school. So ASCP, which stands for Associated um, Skin Care Professionals, it's a big organization that actually I carry insurance through. Um, They're this amazing organization that will actually help provide resources to help students throughout a student account. Um, and once you make your student account with this organization, um, you're, you have access to a lot of great information um, regarding continuing education classes, um, continuing education within the website itself, um, and kind of a walkthrough as to what to expect as a professional and in this industry. Um, She said, I also bought clear zipper bags to keep my cleansers and bottles in so they could remain upright in my kit. Making Quizlet cards is great for exams. Agreed. Whenever there are guest speakers. Ooh, I love this one. Whenever there are guest speakers, remember their names and make yourself stand out to them in order to establish a relationship for future opportunities. That, you guys, is so important. And it really does show when you stand out to these other professionals in our industry. These people are coming to speak to you. That doesn't mean that you can't speak back. If you have questions, if you wanna get to know them, they are more than happy to do that for you. So at the end of a a lecture or end of a seminar, definitely go up and introduce yourself and and kinda talk with them about how they got started and, and what they did to get to where they are because when you do that, you're setting yourself up for connections and that that's called networking. And that's something that you're going to have to do day in, day out when you become a professional out in the real world. So that's a great one. Build great relationships with instructors to get letters of recommendation. Yes, yes, yes. Be a team player in class. Help everyone out when you can. I always disinfected bowls, cleaned and put away other students' equipment when I had free time. You guys, that is so important, being a team player. You're going to school with people that are in the same boat as you. You guys all started on the same day. Your class started all together. No one is better than another person. You guys are all still babies, and helping each other out is only going to make the whole process that much smoother. If allowed, document your services with pictures so you can build a portfolio while still in school. This I'm not really sure about. I know that my school, I went to Aveda Institute here in Lafayette, and there were no phones allowed, so we didn't have that opportunity to do that. But if you are allowed to have your phone and they're okay with taking pictures and everything, by all means, that sounds like a really good idea. 
Visit spas and salons to potentially shadow estheticians while in school so you can figure out what type of environment you'd like to work in. Yes, that is gold. I had the opportunity and I was fortunate enough to go to a school that actually brought us as a class to a local spa and we were able to shadow a couple of estheticians throughout the day um, and get to see their day in day out functions, which was super cool and made everybody super excited to graduate and get on with, you know, working out in the real world. Um, and don't stop there. Don't, you know, if you're, if your school doesn't take you, that's okay. You can seriously walk into any spa and say, Hey, I'm a student at wherever. And I would love to come in and shadow one day. I promise you those estheticians would be over the moon. They would be like, absolutely. Like come shadow me. Let me take you in and boom, there you go. You have connections, you have a network. And I promise you, who do you think they're going to hire when, when that class graduates? You or the other people who didn't take the time to shadow? Just saying. Um, and last but not least from Mallory, get a Cosmoprof or any other professional supply store student membership card. So Cosmoprof is a place where they sell wholesale beauty supplies. You have your shampoos, conditioners, um, sometimes skincare, but getting your membership card as a student is great because you're able to kind of get yourself familiar with those types of stores and the way that it works. So awesome, awesome advice, Mallory. Absolutely love it. So Tiffany from Missouri, she said, outside education is key to continued success. Yes, queen. Okay. Here's the thing. The <laughs> when you graduate school, you were taught mostly the minimum on how to pass your state board exam. That is what the school is there for. That is what the educators are there for, for you to there, how do I say this? For you to be there means that you are being trained to pass your state's state board exam. The extra stuff, that just comes from a good school. When you graduate, outside education and continued education is so important because that's what's going to keep you in the loop. It's going to keep your education on point, your skills on point. And let's just face it, any esthetician in this industry right now is offering a lot of services that you can't learn in school. So they took the time to do those things on their own. And that's what makes them stand out. So always, always, always doing your own research, looking for ways to read about things that you're not comfortable with, um, asking a friend to help you with training as a Brazilian, or you know, signing up for a class from another esthetician that's a trainer that wants to show you how to thread. I mean, I'm whatever you're interested in, just continue to pursue it and don't give up. Anna from South Dakota said it's important to learn all ingredients and do your research on your own and know what else is out there. Yes, that is very, very true. Your ingredients, your skincare ingredients are going to be the most important part of chemistry that you're going to need to learn because you have so many allergies out there. We have a lot of skincare products out there that have tons and tons of fillers, tons of ingredients that don't need to be in there. And we need to know exactly which ingredient is going to do what to what the skin does. 
that didn't make sense. Hold on. Guys, this is hard, okay? Doing a survival guide. Ingredients that you have in skincare products, they don't make sense. They, you look at them and you're like, I don't even know how to pronounce that. You need to know how to pronounce it and you, know, you need to know what it does to the skin. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> all right, cool. So we get it, all right? Ingredients, very important. So she also said, make a journal of all the protocols you learn for facial. Oh, no, I said this. Make a journal of all the protocols you learn for facial techniques. Make sure to include pictures with arrows that symbolize hand movements. This will help you visualize your steps when taking your first appointments on the clinic floor. So this was something that I personally did through Aveda. So Aveda actually had us make journals so that whenever we did go out on the clinic floor, we could have our journal by our feet and we could remember and look and glance and reference our journal in case we forgot a step or two, which is going to happen. Don't worry about that. But the more you draw it out, the more you write it out, the more you're going to remember it. Always be eager to learn something new. Even when you think you have mastered something, realize that there is still so much to learn. Keep an open mind and never get ahead of yourself. The industry is very big, and even the most seasoned estheticians still learn something new every single day. There is no such thing. Ooh, this is a good one. Okay, guys, I'm, I hate to break it to you, but I have something very important to tell you. <laughs> There is no such thing as a medical esthetician. Please, please, please just realize that now before going to school, because I did not. When I was going to school eight years ago, I knew I wanted to be this quote unquote medical esthetician. There's no such thing as a medical esthetician. It's what your license says you are, and that is a licensed esthetician. That's it. When you put the word medical in front of you, you actually put yourself in a very vulnerable spot and very susceptible to a lot of lawsuits if something goes wrong. Um, because saying you're a medical esthetician, first of all, there is no such thing. There's no title out there. And second of all, if you don't have a physician over you, if you don't have a doctor, a nurse practitioner, whatever, and you're doing services that are considered in the medical field, you can get in a lot of trouble and lose your license and be fined a lot of money. So, just get that in your head right now. There's no such thing as a medical esthetician. Now, there is such thing as an esthetician working in the medical field. So just carefully choose your wording. Get at least two years under your belt of real-world experience before deciding to go solo. Yes. I can tell you that right now. You have a lot to learn, my friend, before you can even jump into the waters of having your own business. Trust me on this one. Okay, you're going to have to start small when you graduate. Don't get discouraged when you find yourself in the vicious cycle of will not hire without experience. You're going to hear that a lot. And do not, do not let it discourage you. It's hard, I understand, but you can do it. The best places to go to get your foot in the door are places like Ulta, Sephora, Waxing the City, European Wax Center, or you can even apply as a receptionist at a local spa. And being a receptionist for a spa is not a bad thing at all. You learn spa software. And this is actually key, a very big key tool in our industry. And if you can understand how to manipulate different spa software, you actually put yourself ahead of the game from everyone else. 
Learning customer service is also an extremely valuable asset that a lot of people overlook. Yes, we learn bedside manner during school, but learning customer service as a receptionist allows you to engage with clients on a different level, giving you more experience in this field. I will say this, when, when employers look at your resume, say for instance, you're going for an interview, they're looking for a well-rounded person. They're not looking for just esthetician, esthetician, esthetician. They want to know your qualities and your weaknesses, and they want to know if you're going to be a great asset to their team. So if you've already been a receptionist at a spa, you learned the spa software, you took phone calls, you scheduled appointments, they're going to know that you had great customer service because of the fact that receptionists need to have that skill. You know, your communication skills, um, stress management, time management, multitasking, those are all things that come with a customer service job such as a receptionist. So it's okay if you're a receptionist at a spa and guess, guess who they're going to ask to take on the esthetician who left? you because you've been working there so again start small and think about it in a different perspective don't let it discourage you if you go on this big job at a dermatologist's office and they're like well you have no experience so i can't hire you and it's like well where do i go because i have no experience and i can't get experience unless i'm hired i get it i've been in that vicious cycle but you have to you have to think outside the box learning um how to work at Ulta or Sephora, getting your hands in on professional makeup, professional skincare lines. You can learn all the ingredients you can of all those lines, see what is best, see what is not. Talk with people on a daily basis about their skin, about their makeup. That's gonna give you the skills that you need to become a well-rounded esthetician. So when you do go into the treatment room, you have all of that behind you. So that kind of brings me into learning how to educate your clients and not selling to your clients. When you're in school, I'm, I don't know if the school that you're going to go to is going to have you sell products. Um, but when I was at Aveda, we did three months in the classroom and then three months on the clinical floor. So basically I was taking people in and out, in and out, and then setting them up with home care products. And what I had to learn was how to educate not sell. I don't care what your school teaches you. I have been in this industry for eight years. I've won two awards for retail conversion and I make half of my income off of product sales. Don't try to, don't try to use sale tactics on them. It will not work. The only way you will be successful in product sales is by educating your clients. Teach them the importance of what you are selling them break things down in their language to have them understand the way that the skin works and needs attention. And that honestly should be talked about in the treatment room as well. So by the time you get out to the products, you're going to just pick up a product and say, this is exactly what I was talking about in the treatment room. And all your stuff has already been said. So it's not like you're sitting there doing, you know, staring at them if seeing if they're going to buy it or not. Because you've already closed that sale. I mean, and there's a whole podcast that I can do on selling products as well. So maybe that'll be my next one. Um, But seriously, talk to them as if they are a friend and you're looking out for them. And I promise you they'll appreciate that a thousand times more than if you were to grab a product and say, "Um, this product does this and this, and this is why you need it. And um, okay, bye. Like just, you're going to have to break out your comfort zones and you're going to have to learn 
key language. That's, that's really what it's all about. Um, also get in the habit of cleaning up after yourself during a facial. The last thing a client wants to do is set up after their service and see all of the mess you made on the counter. It's unpleasant, unsightly, and it makes you look very disorganized and unprofessional. That was something that was something I had to learn very quickly because I'm I'm not the cleanest. I mean, yes, I'm clean, I'm sanitary for sure. But I when I'm doing my facial, I'm in the zone. I am like tissues, gauze, tools, washcloths, water, product, caps, like I have everything everywhere. And I had to learn that even though you're in the zone, you still have to keep it in and you have to put the caps back on. You have to put your tools back in the barbicide. You got to throw out the tissues, throw out the gauze, because when they get up from the table and they turn around to talk to you, they don't want to see their extractions on a tissue. They don't want to see the tools that you were poking and prodding them with. Like, it's just, it's, it's a courtesy thing. It's, it's a bedside manner thing. Um, so do not wait until the last minute to buy and label all of your supplies for your state board exam. Each state is different, like I said, when it comes to what you are required to bring. So give yourself a solid month to start collecting and buying the things you need for the practical portion. Guys, funny story. The reason why I'm saying this is because I waited until the night before to get all of the stuff for my state board exam. It was horrendous. It was so nerve wracking. I put so much more anxiety on myself than I had to. I, I literally did not understand how much stuff I needed because you need everything from a trash can to sheets, to towels, to makeup that has all the labels covered to your own water. Like it was a nightmare. So don't add more stress to yourself on your exam and just start ahead of time. <laughs> okay. Take it from me. Um, get in the habit of having your hair and makeup done every morning. This industry is polished, professional, and cultured. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. When I went to school, our hair, makeup, lipstick, nails, eyebrows, everything had to be perfect, had to be done. And they were teaching us that out in the real world, when people look at you, oh, someone's saying hi. Daisy, you hear that? Oh, she's sleeping. Anyways, make sure you look polished, professional, especially on interviews. Depending on what school you attend, you will learn the minimum of how to pass your state board exam. Everything else, unfortunately, is going to have to come from your will, passion, and drive to learn more and succeed in this industry. This is a tough industry, guys. I, I, can't, I can't say that enough. And there is a huge pay gap between minimum wage and above average pay. There really is no in-between. There's no average. And the reason for this is because you either make it or break it in this industry. Staying confident in your dreams, working hard towards your goals, and do not look at what other estheticians in your industry are doing because you need to believe in yourself and that is the ultimate key to success in this industry besides continuing education. I had to learn that very, very, very early on when I graduated and I did not make it because I was so, I, I, I was crushed when I graduated. I had so much confidence in school 
by the time that I got out in the real world, I was this feeble little baby esthetician that thought no one wanted me and it was going to take forever to get to where I wanted. And I moped and I had self-pity and I didn't believe in myself and I wasn't confident and that people see that and they're not going to want to be a part of what you're offering if you're like that. So I had to do an attitude check. I had to do a big self-realization on how I was carrying myself. And it wasn't until I would say probably when I became an esthetician at a medical spa that I started gaining my confidence back. Um, because I walked into that interview not having really any experience. I had just worked at Ulta and as a receptionist at a spa. And I just said, here I am. I'm ready to learn and I'm ready to do this. And they saw that and they loved it. And that's what got me trained in laser hair removal, BBL, IPL, um, the cryo clear pen, all sorts of chemical peels. I would have never got that training if it weren't for that job. So you never know. You never know who's watching, okay? So invest, like I said, in continuing education. Um, stay updated. Stay updated. I, I'm talking about follow estheticians that you admire. Go and subscribe to Skin Inc. magazine. Um, stay in contact with people from your school. Um, go and visit your school. Go say hi. See what's going on. See the new stuff. Always try to keep things fresh um, because as estheticians out here in the real world, this industry is such a fast-paced, moving, changing industry that we have to continuously keep up with new treatments, new services that these people want. And if you're not offering it, they're going to find someone else that is. So I'm telling you, it's changed a lot in the past eight years, and it's going to change a lot more in the next eight years. So always stay on your toes. Make sure you're staying up to date with whatever is going on that's new, whether it's in your state or another state or another country, because I'm telling you, the more well-rounded and more knowledgeable you are about this industry, the more you're going to be successful in it because you're going to be able to tackle it and take it on head, head first. So I believe that's all I have for tonight, you guys. I'm going to actually write a blog post about all of the things that I just talked about so that if you don't like podcasts, you don't like listening to my voice, um, you can read about it. And it'll be up on my website, amandavictoriaesthetics.com. And you guys can also follow me on Instagram, uh, av.aesthetics, um, or Facebook, doesn't matter. But Thank you guys so much for being here. Um, I hope this survival guide shed a little bit of light for you little newbies on going to school. And good luck. Good luck. And like I said, just believe in yourself. I know that sounds so cliche, but you gotta. Because the only person that is going to make it through is you. That's it. Your classmates, your family, they're not the ones going to school. It's you. So you need to be looking out for numero uno. And if you want to make it or break it in this industry, schooling is your first step. I'm so excited for y'all. I'm really excited. I wish I could go back to school. I loved school. There's a lot of estheticians out there that say that they didn't like school, but I mean, I loved it. it I became who I am today because of it. So anyways, if you guys have any questions, want to reach out, want to talk more about this survival guide, have you know anything that you guys 
any questions at all, please, please, please reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. Um, So yeah, have a wonderful day and a beautiful night, you guys. And we will talk next Thursday at 10 p.m. right here on AV Aesthetics Podcast.